0: This is the Get Geekish Podcast. Thanks so much for joining us once again. I'm Bino. That's Derek over there. And thank you for taking a few minutes to join us on our uh, nerdy shenanigans here. We're talking about some stuff this week that is absolutely fascinating to me. And maybe terrifying. Maybe terrifying. You know, we're talking about AI and how close we are with so many different aspects of our lives being controlled or run or affected by or taken over
1: by artificial intelligence. I mean, look at it this way too, because like we're, we live in, in is is living in unprecedented times. Is that is that a fair assumption? Yeah, I,
0: I hate the unprecedented word because the whole pandemic thing. Every time I hear that word, it makes me just like tune out like a business buzzword. But yeah,
1: well, I think the pandemic is kind of what made technology more advanced, more accessible, because, I mean, look, you basically have TikToks basically picking and choosing the next hits that are going to be, you know, from the the top billboard, right? Mm -hmm. I don't think radio much has any hold over that. And you know, we've talked about that before, about how how that kind of works, and the algorithm and everything like that. And well, now AI and being able to input a word and generate art or generate a script or generate a video or generate a picture is just it's crazy. Mm-hmm. You have you have I mean, we see it all over Facebook now. People are like, oh, you know, I'm using this and it's on TikTok. You type in something, it's like, oh, it's gonna generate something, and you're like that's yeah, the, really cool.
0: The last few weeks, my feeds on everything have been absolutely full of the uh, chat. GPT AI and Mm -hmm. the Lenza AI portraits of people just everywhere left and right. Some people upset about them because it's stealing artwork and things like that. Other people just loving the fact that they get these cool looking portraits of them and then the chat GPT. We'll talk more about it later, but it's, it's unreal. Like some of these things have taken a whole new step. Like you mentioned before, things are just speeding up. We are still from that generation that grew up that we didn't have computers or cordless phones when we were young and it's exponentially now we have these things in our pockets that are more powerful than you know computers that NASA had 25 years
1: ago. <laughs> well it's crazy too because again like you said, we're the generation that we had to spend five or ten minutes to get online. We had to have that dial-up. We had to have limited text messages, right We couldn't talk on the phone, not like millennials do, but like we couldn't talk on the phone because you know we had to pay for minutes or somebody else was on the line if you had a landline or you know if you wanted to watch something, you had to wait until it was on the, you know, the prescribed time. Or if you wanted to see if there was movies on, you would have to watch the TV guy channel. Now everything is instantaneous and AI right now, the AI generators. There's also one called Picasso too. I don't know if you looked into that one, but you can basically give it prompts. I mean, they, they have it limited right now where it's like, you could only um, a few prompts go in, but like it, it won't generate it. Cause they have to be approved. Cause they don't want to overload the system, mm-hmm. but there's another one that's kind of like Picasso too, where you can do the same thing. You could be like, um, I want to see Garfield bowling with Scooby-Doo and it'll kind of generate something along those lines. Some of it's nightmare fuel and don't get me wrong. Yeah. Some of it's actually terrifying, but... <laughs> <laughs> you look at it, but you're like, what? But, and then some of it's like, I can kind of see that. Yeah, a lot ones that are cool. going
0: on. Somebody like the all the office characters as babies in portrait mode, mm-hmm. and put up you know thirty or forty pictures, and
1: most of them were spot on and hilarious. <laughs> and it's it's baffling. I mean, and we've you know it's it's been a few years. This has been going on for a few years where they've had people who are like, you know, I fed. 10 scripts of a crime show into a bot and had him write an episode or something like those, right? You know, or I've put, I took 10 heist movies and fed it to a bot and he came up with the script. And some of the scripts, if you, like, I don't dedicate too much time, but some of them I'm like, I read just a few pages. I'm like, this is kind of coherent. This is kind of terrifying. And it also sounds like something I'd watch.
0: Yeah, and these new ones, the, the chat GPT, I've seen a couple of things on there. It can understand all languages, inclu- including programming language. So you could write up a script for a code and put it in this chatbot, and hey, hey, check this for errors, and it will take you the entire code. You wrote and find any errors or any problems that are going on with your code. And it goes so far that it can even write code for you. So the guy showed an example of, I, I don't know how to check the validity because I'm not an actual coder, but he used this <laughs> chat GPT that says, um, generate me a, a specific kind of source code that would open a webcam and create a gif image of me when i open this program or something along those lines and 10 seconds later pops up on the screen and it showed him what he needed to do to make it run on his computer because there was a script that would, ma- would interfere with how his computer settings were and then it ran it started playing and then it did a screenshot of himself in a gif mode that popped up on the side of the screen for it like being able to just tell a computer to do something that complex and just have it, oh, yeah, okay, here you go, is – <laughs> it's almost unfathomable. Like,
1: <laughs> well, I mean, you think about it, what is a few years ago, God, maybe longer than a few years ago, I don't know, a few years ago to me is still like 2007. But, um, <laughs> you know, there was that thing going around, it was like cupholder.exe or something like that. It was a website you'd go to basically and you'd go there and you'd click on something and I don't know if it'd work anymore because I don't know how many people have towers for their desktop computers. But you'd go there and you'd hit a button and it would eject your CD tray and say, look, you have a cup holder, you know, or something stupid like that. And to see the, how far we've come, especially, you know, we look back at Flash games, you know, when we were growing up on the old interwebs, they they were trash. And now you're looking at them and they're like, hey,
0: hey, you don't talk <laughs> about Minesweeper, all right? <laughs>
1: But you know what I mean. You you look at it now, and it's a simple code where some of it might be mining your data and whatever. But you know, AI has come up with some of these games too. It's like, oh, you know, this 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 this. And some of them are kind of fun to play. And you're like, what is going on? Like, how far away are we from the robot overlords? Because we already got you know our phones targeting. Oh, you search this here. You want this 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 this. Mm -hmm. You know, we talked with our friends at one time who were just. They didn't Google anything, but they were just talking about looking at a mattress or getting a new mattress, and they had ads galore for them. You know, Mm -hmm. who knows? You and I are probably going to get lambasted with AI programs and, oh, you're interested in digital art? Check this out. Check this out. Check this out. You know, (laughs) I already am.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But it's interesting because a lot of people are, you know, one of the big arguments I've seen are people sharing all the stuff about this specific one of the Lenza portraits that are all over Facebook. There's some people that are super upset because. A.I. is taking from different artists, because you can literally say, "Type, give me a picture of this in the style of this artist, and the A.I. will look at what that artist has done and then create the portraits based in those kind of styles. So a lot of people are saying that the A.I. is just copying other people's artwork and stealing it from them, which it's a whole different argument. I don't want to get into the, the details and specifics of that, but that's, that's basically what a human mind does. You see something else. Oh, I want to do a drawing like that. Oh, I'll do a drawing like this. You learn how to do it. So it's just amplified, ten thousand times and instantaneously. It's not somebody else learning how to do art like that. It's a computer seeing all those things. Okay, I'm gonna make something like that. Go, here you go. And being able to Simpsons did it. Yeah. Being able (laughs) to copy that kind of stuff and they're having the the this chat bot be able to write stories and have interactions and conversations with people, that the stories are now not just, you know, one paragraph of this guy showed up and bought a truck. He drove the truck home the end. They're short stories and novels that have beginnings, middle, ends, and feelings, and love stories that are all just made up by the prompts put on the computer, pulling on what it it is. It's, it's like the greatest crowdsourcing in history. You're talking about being able to gauge popularity in music. How far away from that? Because with as many millions of people put in their inputs of things they like about songs on all these different platforms, is the AI really going to be able to pick the next kind of hit songs? Because, hey, this many millions of people really like this type of song let's do something like this and add this because lots of people like this to put them together and we'll just be able to mathematically figure out what we're gonna like just by statistics
1: <laughs> well and that's the thing too is i don't and i don't like i'm with you i don't know the legitimacy of it because you know we can look at a script and go oh this was you know you had a bot write this that's okay or, you know, on TikTok, there's people who have bots that are like, oh, I made this bot listen to thousands of hours of Blink-182 or Katy Perry. And now this is the song it wrote. And some of them, I'm like, this is pretty good. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I'm like, how valid is this? Like, is this something that the bot really did or is this something that you did and you're just like trying to get fame from it?
0: Mm-hmm. You know,
1: and it's it's one of those ones where it's interesting because this is kind of like the NFT thing too. Like how you said NFTs is like, but I think they're kind of going away. I don't know they're, they're kind of doing that way. But anyway, it's the whole, I own this, but then somebody else can just duplicate it. Right. Same mm-hmm. thing with the art. We have thousands of years of art that a computer can look at like that. Mm-hmm. You know, when I went to Paris, it took me four hours to walk through the Louvre and it was, I still didn't see everything. Mm-hmm. You know, so this the computer can look at that, do this and go, oh, you want something generated? Okay. Van Gogh you know, or Van Gogh, however you want to say it. Mm-hmm. The, there you go. It, it, oh, it, Picasso, it, it, it you can go. literally pull
0: an image of every one of Van Gogh's paintings ever created and recorded and mush it together. Like, oh, there's something like that. There you go. I know exactly yeah. what's going on.
1: Yeah. Oh, you want to you wanna look like you're starring, standing in the starry night? I got gotcha. you. Not even like it doesn't even take that long. It's It's crazy how fast it actually is. And you know, we grew up with science fiction movies and everything like that, and the machines taking over. We all know that story and everything like that. But if you if you kind of look in depth to this, you're like, huh, pretty close. <laughs> yeah, it's like everything is just
0: growing exponentially. And mm-hmm. every time we create these faster computers and compute things, you know, 10 times faster and 10 times as much data, then the next thing comes just that much faster. So these have lives are getting shorter to when all of a sudden we went from a phone plugged into a wall to a phone in our pocket connected to a satellite GPS in what,
1: 20 years, 10 years, 15 years, that kind of span. And well, yeah, I mean, yeah, cause was, what, back in the 80s and 90s, satellite phones were a huge thing. -hmm. Right, it's like, oh, this is so expensive, but I got a state art. I could talk to somebody in the Amazon jungle right now if I wanted to, and blah blah blah. And like, with the right phone or the right hookup, you can do that way cheaper than you could back then, and way faster and way more reliable
0: too. Mm -hmm. But you imagine that kind of gap in the technology. Imagine our cell phones. Now imagine a new iPhone 14 Pro Max. Imagine something that has three or four hundred times the capabilities of that in the next five years. (laughs) <laughs> like what what I mean, what is going to be the next thing that happens? I mean, we talked earlier of the uh, the Neuralink thing that Tesla's working on that supposedly Elon Musk says they're what 6 months away from having a Neuralink implanted in somebody's brain. We'll see if that comes true or not as far as the timeline, but they're trying and they're working on it. And great idea for paraplegics or people that lost limbs or being able to do things like that. Fantastic for them, but the next step beyond that and what else is going to be used for? That's
1: weird (laughs) i mean look at it too i mean you know we look at gaming right Mm -hmm. you know we grew up with the nintendos with the sega genesis and you know the graphics back then we're like oh that doesn't get any better than this playstation comes out you're like oh my gosh look at these graphics
0: I, I remember is having getting, the, the conversations of when Mortal Kombat Two, when they use the photorealistic rendering of those characters. Uh, it was like, oh, this is the greatest graphics. Video games could never get better than this.
1: Like, <laughs> and and look, you know, in just a sh- few short years—well, not short—but I mean, look at the progress that we've made in thirty-plus years from the processing power. I mean, our iPhones, our your Google phone—they have better processing then I would say probably a whole bunch of systems combined because I was just thinking, you know, a few years back when we worked in radio, we had an artist come by and I was playing Grand Theft Auto 3 on my phone, which Mm -hmm. is a PlayStation 2 game. And it it looked, and it controlled great, and we got one of those bands hooked on it too. And it's just, it's crazy to me.
0: I feel like that's a a good juxtaposition of take the Madden sports franchise. Go take Madden 1992 and compare it to Madden 2022. True. <laughs> that's 30 years of gaming, and they are not even close to the same thing. Right? Like <laughs> The players in Madden 2022 could probably be playing Madden 1992 in the actual game. Like <laughs>
1: right. Right. Well, it's just kind of weird, too, because if you think about it, we have, like you said, we've there's bots that have generated novels and screen, uh, screenplays and scripts and songs. Is there going to come a point where valid artists are... Hmm? Is AI going to take over everything? Well, I, th- there's a good chance for
0: a lot of things. There's actually a whole article I was reading about that from... Uh what was it, com and they want a the whole thing that it's double-edged sword. Robots are going to be taking over lots of jobs in the future, especially things like manufacturing jobs and things like that. But they list a whole bunch of jobs that say that cannot be replaced by AI and robots, which I feel like that's, a, oh, yeah, I'll show you, by some computer programmers. <laughs> but they say things like teachers, writers, lawyers, social workers, medical professionals, therapists, and management professionals can't be replaced by AI. I could argue against some of those won't we'll get into that for it. But I was going to say,
1: look at Duolingo right there. Yeah, it's kind of a teacher.
0: I think it's things are just going to change. We will find new things that we need to do, and there's going to be the certain things that people just want human contact. Even if you make an AI robot that is X just like a human, it's not going to be the exact same as human contact for a lot of people. So, actually speaking with other human being, working with a human being is is going to happen on, in a lot of things. But there's going to be certain jobs. That will require it. And once it gets cheap enough, easy enough, like they were talking, was it Wendy's and McDonald's or something like that, are starting to do their AI robots to start doing cooking and things like that? If we can replace menial jobs with robots and those other people could actually do something that might better their life, maybe that's a good thing. Or is it going to be they're going to be put out of work and it's just going to be the huge, creating that big gap between the haves and have nots and people that can afford AI and the people that, can't get a job because of AI. Like,
1: <laughs> yeah, it's, that's kind of worrisome. Mm-hmm. I mean, because again, it's one of those ones that we, I feel like, you know, just you and I, a few years ago, we're like, oh, you know, I, we may have talked about it in a podcast. We're like, ah, right, our years were on that. And now look at it. You know, it's like, maybe we're not years from that. I've seen videos of like little server bots at McDonald's or whatever. That's like, they're pretty Resilient. Like they know when people are blocking them, they're very polite. They bring stuff, you know, they're little R2D2s. They had a server
0: bot at San Diego Comic Con that was roting around. And it was, you, people could buy drinks and serve drinks. You'd go up and talk to it, tell it what you wanted, pull it out, get it on, the th- and on its tray for you. And it was meandering through. And San Diego Comic Con is a crowded place. So it was making its way through these crowds, giving people drinks and selling drinks like it was, you know, no big deal at all. It was, I was dumbfounded staring at like like, there's a robot serving drinks. Does anyone else, no one else cares about this? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> this seems
1: like a big deal to me. Maybe I'm old. <laughs> so since, since we know that, and I highly encourage a lot of people to, you know, Google just AI generated stuff because some of the songs are, you know, they're, they sound like legit pop songs that we would have heard in the mid to late 2000s, um, you know, because they have them listen to Katy Perry or whatever like that. But how far do you think we are from uh, like real cyborgs, you know, real cybernetics going out there? Because, I mean, we've seen what's I, I, what's that one A.I. robot where it's just like a Sophia or Sophie. Oh,
0: Sophie. Yeah. The, the Japanese robot that has all the facial expressions and stuff.
1: Yeah, like that yeah. one's crazy, right? But, I mean, we've, they've got to have something that we don't know yet that probably looks more realistic.
0: Well, that's the part that if you're going to go tinfoil hat here when you talk about these op- <laughs> open AI things, this is the stuff that's released to the public that we can putz around with. Right. What is the next level stuff that they've got locked up behind some steel doors and machine guns that are well beyond the things that we can <laughs> make me a portrait like I'm a Viking holding a Ninja Turtle sword eating jelly beans? Like... <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, the, according to the Smithsonian, the futurist Ray Kurzweil predicted 15 years ago that we'd reach the singularity about year 2045. And that's when a computer can overtake the abilities of the human brain. But now the authors of that are saying that it's probably even closer because if we get this quantum computing figured out, things are going to go even faster. <laughs> Which if you ever read about quantum computing, if you're a nerd, just go look up the definition of what quantum computing is all about and it, it kind of blows your mind a little bit.
1: Here's the thing. Do, we, do you think that we need this as humans?
0: Well, it do we need it?
1: That's not, what I'm saying. Not,
0: like, not necessarily, but if you look at all in, of the, the future tense. If we're going into the world, if we, if we are going to explore other galaxies and solar systems, we're going to have to have computer systems that can regenerate matter or rearrange atoms or arrange for interstellar travel and be able to do things that our human brains have yet to come anywhere close to figuring out.
1: Well, and that's what I was thinking is I was going to say, too, is that's going to help people who, you know, who need it with disabilities is going to be able to help them probably have a better life. You know, like you said, like the the people who have that locked in syndrome, the, the quadriplegics and everything like that, this is probably going to benefit them. People who are stuck in comas. Maybe they can pop them out.
0: Mm-hmm. My
1: thinking is, is like it's. It's cool to think about, you know, especially when we're putzing around with the the AI, you know, to generate images and stuff like that. And, you know, the fact that TikTok can have an AI generator filter on there that finds, you know, it does something like, again, it kind of creates nightmare fuel, but it does something like that. I feel like we are a lot closer than we think we are. Mm -hmm. My one caveat, though, is I'm still extremely disappointed that we do not have our hoverboards. And back to the future.
0: But see, that's that's where the next generation of AI could come from. Because half the things that we have now, you look even the jetpacks that people fly around on, those guys are lucky they haven't killed themselves yet when they've got the things strapped on there because it's all just trying to, they, they know, you know how to fly it, they know how to go it through there. But if you have that next-generation quantum AI computer that can process all that stuff a thousand times faster than you do, and you just have to strap it on and say, hey, fly me to the park, and it takes care of the rest. It knows to watch out for birds and power lines and cars and traffic and air traffic and temperature changes and winds, and it just does all that for you. And you say turn left instead of having to make sure that you've got leaning to the left and your hands out and you're leaning over to the right. The computer just has all that programmed in and just, okay, I'll do, okay yeah, we turn left, good, what's next? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well my thing is is too is like look at the we have the self driving cars right well a few of them mm-hmm. there's still issues we still hear about them getting in accidents and stuff like that but you know there's video now there's cars that aren't necessarily self driving but they can parallel park right they can parallel park themselves so you just tell them what that is my car itself has a automatic steering quote unquote mm-hmm. where if I put it on cruise control and I put this, the steering on of course, they want you, they, for liability reasons, they say, keep your hands on the steering wheel, right? But you don't have to do anything. You can just let it rest on there, and it'll keep you in the lines. It knows where the lines are.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I'm just like, I don't trust it. <laughs> you know, call me a skeptic, but I don't trust it. But it's still kind of a cool feature, even though I, I've i used it once. And it, I'm like, no, nah, I want to be in control. <laughs>
0: Yeah, all these little things that we take for granted that going on there. I mean, I can literally speak out loud in my house to turn the front lights on and open my garage door. Mm-hmm. That was unheard of 10, 15 years ago. And now well, I mean, get- it wasn't
1: it wasn't unheard of. It was just more of a horror story aspect because, I mean, The Simpsons did a treehouse of horrors of it like in the late 90s of where Yeah, like, but, but
0: house... availability of it. If you were looking at okay, the, the early 2000s, you couldn't open anything just by talking to it. No. And now I get upset when it you know doesn't get the right light on. Like, why'd you turn the purple
1: ones on, you stupid computer? Like, <laughs> That's the worst. You, you, you call on your computer servant and they give you the wrong information you're like it's not what i want <laughs> you get mad at it and like you said 15 20 years ago we had to or even you know take it back to when we were in school you had to go and use an encyclopedia to find stuff you couldn't just pull up your phone and go hey what's this cool you know <laughs> yeah, t-
0: take the new a when you're looking at like typing an email I'm of the point now i can type emails at work and the last three or four sentences of any email i don't have to type i type in one letter it's like is that what you wanted to say yeah, that's Ab. that's exactly what I was gonna type. Go with that. It's even spelled right. Go you. <laughs> you even sound like me. <laughs> and and it, it, it can be terrifying because all these things, it's like any technology. Anything can be used for good, anything used for bad. So it becomes this it's going to be a part of our lives. is not it isn't it gonna lean towards the good side or the
1: bad side? I think that's all where humanity lies too. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, we can create things to destroy or to create. And that's what has me, One is like thinking, is this going to be a HAL 3000 type of thing? Is this going to be a Terminator type of thing? Like, you know, what is it? You know, what's, what's going to happen? Because I mean, from what we know from growing up in our pop culture, this is going to take a sour turn here (laughs) shortly. (laughs) I, I think,
0: I think of the optimists that are looking for a Star Trek future. You have the pessimists that are looking for a Mad Max, Terminator Two style future, and I have a feeling we're going to end up much more along the lines of like Demolition Man.
1: (laughs) Taco Bell is going to be the place to be. Like, go back and watch
0: that movie again because it's 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 getting dated. But with the way a lot of things in the world are happening now, it seems so over the top and crazy. That seems like a much more legitimate futuristic movie than most of the other future movies they made back then
1: <laughs> it's very very true that's a good point point. and I think that's the thing it's like right there you you mentioned it earlier you touched on it the haves and the have-nots look at that movie right there you have a whole bunch of people living in the sewers and the subways because they don't have any ways and means they didn't evolve with the technology that you know and everything like that and mm-hmm. they're just trying to survive and then you have the other the society that's like oh we're crying for you blah 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 you know
0: I noticed maybe there is maybe there is something like the three seashells that
1: AI will figure out and be like, oh, hey, how come we never thought about that? You guys have been using toilet paper all this long? <laughs> now introducing Charmin seashells. <laughs> I'd hate to see those bear commercials.
0: Sorry, I, I just had a, <laughs> a Zach and JD moment of there. We don't really have that out loud. Woo! So basically that's what it is. I mean, we're talking the future of AI, like... How many things are going to get affected and overtaken by it? What, what what's something that you are either super excited about for AI or super terrified about? Let us know in the comments at Git Geekish. Uh, you've got some research to do if you haven't looked at these things. Go look at Open AI. They do the Chat GPT and the Dolly and the Whisper. Uh, Dolly, may...
1: not yeah, that's what it is. Dolly two. Dolly, yeah. Not but Picasso. Dolly, one of the one of the artists. Dolly
0: two and Chat GPT are both from Open AI. And that's supposedly an open source one. I know Microsoft has invested a bunch in it, but Microsoft has their own AI things. Amazon has their own AI things. Apple has their AI things. Google has their AI things. And if you just go want to go down a rabbit hole, just go searching for a while and <laughs> you'll find something you're terrified and or excited about. I don't want to know what it
1: is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, so, I'm so glad that you correct me because I was sitting there when I said Picasso 2 I was like that doesn't even sound right it's Dolly 2 you're right that's that's what it is
0: I bet there's another one out there somebody has called Picasso because with computers it's getting fast enough that you don't have to have a conglomerate of multi-billion dollar network computers to run AI machines you know, it's getting to the point where people can start having their own small networks of AI focused on things so again that's a whole other part of it <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah it's uh. The future is here, I guess. I'm sorry, Bino.
1: I can't do that.
0: And to quote Kent Brockman, I, for one, welcome our new robot overlords. <laughs> you, you hear that, Google? Siri? Alexa? I'm on your side. <laughs> the future, what's it going to bring? Let us know at GitGeekish. Derek, it's been fun. Been, uh, we'll talk to you all next week.